your team's front office crashes and burns, Zach, Alex, and Andrew will take the wheel. We'll take the wheel. Make sure to subscribe and rate us five stars because you're listening to the Backseat GM Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Backseat GM Podcast. I am here with Andrew Lamke and 2-0 parlay picker Alex Lopez. How's everybody doing? Good, good. How you doing, Zach? Um, not the best week in football for me. Dolphins look very good. Tua look very good. And yes, and uh, a giant Jets comeback ruined my parlay win. Um, I wanted to at least have that on Andrew, but I got nothing. So <laughs> overall, not the best week. Um, we'll talk more about the NFL this week. But I guess to start the podcast like we normally do, Andrew, do you have a spicy take? Yes. Well, well, hold it because I'm going to do one this week. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> for my for my first spicy take, and this one is pretty spicy. Some would argue more spicy than any of Andrew's ever so far. The Houston Texans start 0 and 1 and 1 this season. Um, if you look at their stats, they are let's see. They've given up the third most rushing yards and the seven most passing yards for the first two weeks, pretty horrible on defense and their numbers on offense are not good either. They're like 29th in passing and like 15th in rushing or something. But my spicy take is Houston Texans will still make the playoffs this season. You think they win the division? That's pretty spicy. I don't, I don't know if they'll win the division. What I do think is they might be able to sneak into one of the wildcard spots at, Either with a nine-win record or possibly an eight-win record. <laughs> Sounds like that you're seems... not too high on them yourself. Um, Zach, that seems pretty – in the AFC, yeah, eight wins, there's no way. That's the biggest problem. When you look at that division, it is pretty – it's pretty bad now. But, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think they'd have to win the division to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to sneak in as and a honestly, I don't. Honestly, I don't think that's too far off. I feel like it's, we thought it's the Colts not. are going to be way better than they were. Um, the Jags are okay, but the Titans are the tits, as I call them. They're the worst team in football. And <laughs> yeah, the, the Jags look like the best team in the division right now. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I agree. I would put the Jags over the Texans a little bit, but I don't think – I think the Texans could actually catch them. Like I said, they are they probably had some of the worst two weeks of football, and both of the games are super close. Obviously, they tied the Colts and – they lost by seven to the Broncos and put up a really good fight the whole time. Not that the Broncos played good, but I think if they're playing their worst football now, and you look at their schedule, like there's some easy teams on there. I think they can beat the Tits twice. They play the Bears this week. I think they can win that. I think they can beat the Colts at least once. And you start looking at their schedule, it's like they could start stacking up some wins. And I know it's tough after starting 0-1-1. and but uh, Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I think it's more likely that they end up last in the division than they get first or wild card. Last in the division. I don't know. Obviously, these are some bad teams. The Colts don't look good to start, and the Titans look awful. But just there, there's a few players on the Titans that I think can do more than the whole Texas team can do. I don't know. Davis Mills, like, he hasn't thrown for a lot of yards, but he hasn't thrown any picks, and his completion rating has been pretty decent. Um Obviously, Brandon Cooks is great. And then Damon Pierce had a good week, too. Not so good week one. I, mm. I just think they can, especially on offense, I don't know. When I look at their defensive players, it's a little scary. I was going to say, that defense is awful. Um, but, I mean, Derek Stingley. Um, I heard he wasn't up to a great start. I his, don't second, know. his second week, he did good. I, yeah. think he's, I think he's tied for third in pass deflections right now in the whole league. Yeah, that's something. I'll take that. Like you said, it's something. Yeah. Try, to ju- try to justify my my take. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's where it gets a little scary is the defensive end of the ball. But if you look at their first two weeks, what did they? They gave up nine points last week, or sorry, sixteen points last week. And how many the first week? Not very I think, many. I think it was twenty twenty was the twenty twenty score. So I mean, they've given up thirty six points in two weeks. It's not the worst. 
That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're hanging in games, and I think their offense could be better. I think Davis Mills is better than I thought he was. Um, yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. What do you think, Alex? Uh, I think it's going to be rough for them to make the playoffs, honestly. It's making you think could, a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean, the, the only way I think they're going to make it is if they win, they win the division, which they can, but I don't know. I think I'd pick the Jags over them. They look better, and I can see the Colts turning things Bouncing around. Back, yeah. Like, uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, they looked I, rough last week on offense, but I mean, Michael Pittman wasn't playing, and then on defense, they don't have uh, Leonard. So, I mean, two of their best players on each side of the ball. It's not yeah. helping. Yeah, and Alec Pierce, their wide receiver, too, was also out. So, he was literally playing with his third string as his number one receiver. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's the Colts are definitely the ones that, like, were favorited to win, and probably everybody thought easily was going to win the division and I could definitely see what you just said. I could totally see the Jaguars getting first. I could totally see the Colts Titans. I say no way, but yeah, I'm out on the Titans too. Yeah, I'm, I'm way out on the Titans, but that's what I mean. I feel like right now they're at least third in the division and I don't think they're that far behind like the Jags and how the Colts have looked so far, like Colts on paper. Yes. Jags on paper. I don't know. They're not that far behind. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And they've got some good young guys on that team. Oh, but yeah, that division's just trash, and that's kind of why it's my spicy take. Uh, I like it just because I do think. And I'm looking at their schedule, I mean, like I said, they play these trash division teams, you know, two times each. That definitely helps. But looking at it, it's like they play the Bears, and then they play the Cowboys. They play, you know, all these kind of bottom feeder teams right now. So they have, they they have a pretty decent schedule. I mean, they play, you know a couple of the AFC teams like the Chargers or the Chefs also, but I think they can do it. I like the I like the opportunities that you're talking about with their schedule. I just don't see them a good enough team to make it happen. I think with their schedule and like I said, they've played probably the worst football they can up to this point. And I I can only see them going up a little bit. Are we sure about that though? Because Davis no. Mills hasn't thrown a pick and all these other teams are just getting started too. Yeah. I mean he could do that but that's what i'm saying after watching him i feel like he's better than i thought he was i'm not like all in on davis mills or anything but i see why they kept him around now i don't think i understood that before he's trying to like him i see oh yeah definitely definitely think he's okay and maybe maybe actually has some potential I, i think there's worse quarterbacks you can have yeah like uh jimmy g andrew (laughs) <laughs> you know he's not my favorite but he's, he's not the worst yeah i know i like jimmy i like anyway. jimmy too you're just trying to get me going today <laughs> <laughs> always oh yeah anyway we can move on we can go in you guys just go straight into week two of the nfl which i call the comeback week because it was just an insane week of comebacks um all around screwed up like i said i already talked about the jets coming back giant the dolphins coming back look crazy just a lot of crazy things happened the cardinals had to play perfect football they do that just an insane week tell me some of your guys' thoughts on this week and your highlights lowlights what do you guys got well oh go ahead andrew go ahead i already know andrew's highlight but that was that was zach starting to say something so go ahead alex I was just going to say someone that I was kind of like, yeah, they're good, but they don't really scare me. They they kind of changed my mind. The Eagles. The Eagles, man, they look good versus yeah. the Vikings. I mean, Jalen Hurts looks like he's putting – he's kind of putting it together, you know, and we already knew their defense was good. But if their offense is rolling like it's been like keep, like it's been playing lately, like they're scary yep. too, man. Yep, that's what – I remember – Early on, one of our first episodes, me and Andrew talked about you know our biggest sleepers, and we talked about that was the main thing we said. We said, look, if the Eagles, if Jalen Hurt plays good, the Eagles could easily win the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. like you said, he is looking like the man right now, and he's kind of fun to watch. He is. He looked really good, and I was like, all right, I was a doubter, and now I'm not. <laughs> I mean, and, who else? Andrew. I mean, before I get into my team, I think that that Jets come back against the Browns with the Browns falling apart was pretty crazy. I know you had your uh, parlay pick 
of the week of on the the Browns winning that game. So how do you feel about that? It's pretty embarrassing for the Browns. You know, it's the first game to bring out Brownie the Elf. I thought for sure there's no way in hell they're losing. That's why I wanted <laughs> to double down on it. Brownie the Elf on the 50-yard line, I don't think you could lose. But everybody's kind of giving Nick Chubb crap for, you know, not going down. See, but how, how much did that make him go up? There's like a, I don't even know. Uh, I think four, was it 14? I think they came back 14 with not a lot of time left. Yeah, I think it was like 155 now, if I'm mistaken. I think it was something short like that, like something. Yeah, well, I didn't watch had to get an onside kick. Yeah, I didn't watch that game, but I did hear all about that. Yeah, everybody's giving a crap. I was wondering your guys' opinion about it. I think Chubb, I mean, besides that, you know, him doing that, he looked good, like yeah, always. He's, looks, he's second in rushing right now. He looks like a monster. He's pretty unstoppable. Do you know who the first in rushing is after two weeks? Um, Saquon. It is Saquon. Yep. It is Saquon, and I'll be talking about them in a little bit here um, Mm -hmm. in one of our segments. But, um, yeah, Giants win again. Let's see. Packers, my team, before we start going into Andrew's team. Packers, my team, they looked a lot better. Played the Browns – or the Bears, sorry. Bears are nothing to really – So, talk about the Bears real quick. Yeah. I don't know what Matt Eberflus, or however you say his last name. Eberflus, I think. Whatever it is, the head coach. I don't know what he's doing. Justin Fields has, I think it's less than 200 passing yards throughout both weeks. Yeah, I think he's got 196 total through two weeks. And he only threw the ball 11 times when they were down the entire game against the Packers. Like, they just kept running. I don't get against the Packers why they were not passing it. I got it week one. They were in a monsoon, but. They're just trying to run the ball. But, it doesn't yeah, make I sense. I don't know against the Packers why. Yeah, they were losing. After they lost the lead, yeah, they didn't get it back. And they were just. Because they kept running. And that's no way to build Justin Fields' confidence. Like, they don't have an offensive line or receivers. But you have to try to build his confidence somehow. And Andy, that's not going to yeah, do it. And he made a couple of throws, like, against the 49ers. It's not even like he just, like, struggled really bad week one, you know? I yeah. Mean, it wasn't even like it was like his fault or anything. That's the weird part. I don't understand after getting a win week one and then going into your owner's stadium and Aaron Rodgers, you're going to just run the ball like crazy, like you said. Because Aaron Rodgers does own the Bears. Said so he does? Yeah, he's the owner. <laughs> that might be why. I think everyone's the owner of the Bears right now. Oh, yeah. I... Besides Trey Lance. Uh, that's what I mean. Obviously, they got lucky week one, but they they look pretty horrible. Uh, I mean, the Packers looked a lot better, obviously, but it's like you look at it again. It's not like Aaron Rodgers was just carving them up. I mean, it was just the two running backs just doing mm-hmm. everything on offense. And said that why, Bears couldn't really get an offense going. Why do you got to throw shade at Trey Lance like that? Because it's, uh, it's a good segue into uh, the 49ers game. How do you feel about <laughs> – I know you don't feel great about that. I forgot Alex, we hadn't but... talked about that yet. Uh, I mean – yeah, it sucks. He got hurt. I wanted to watch him play this yeah. whole year, but Trey Lance after I could, the season. I yeah, but I can kind of see it maybe being better for us. You know, like Jimmy knows offense. He doesn't have to. And I feel like some of the guys kind of rally behind him, so I think it could be good for us. The NFC doesn't look too good, and I don't know if you guys watched that game, but our defense didn't give up a point. Our defense is pretty legit. The seven points the Seahawks got was off a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been a good defense. I think it could carry us just like in 2019, just run the ball in our defense. And, and Jimmy just makes some plays. And I think we'll we'll make the playoffs. And who knows, in the playoffs, anything can happen. How do you feel about your brand? I knew top 20 receiver now that Trey Lance is out. Uh, I don't feel as good about it. But... <laughs> I mean, I think he's like 52 right now, so he was he wasn't on very good pace anyway. Just has but... to go up 32. That's not bad. I mean, it just takes one week. Like Tua, and the, just I mean, Tua got like more passing yards than a lot of offenses this week. Like after two weeks, so it's like it's insane. Like 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 the Bears have 196 passing yards right now, and Tua threw 400 something last week. So <laughs> it just takes one good week, is all I'm saying. 
Yeah, I mean he's a top fifteen quarterback. So and I, I don't even I don't even count week one either. I keep saying it, but we weren't you know, we weren't really passing the ball. We were playing in a monsoon. Like it just we gotta give it time. Yeah, no, it's it's still way too early to say anything like that. That's why I'm kinda loving the whole all the two talk this week and everything. Like I, I think everybody thinks it's just like this Andrew Bed is in the bag, like oh two is obviously and he looks great. I'm definitely not denying that or even saying that I'm gonna win the bet, but I just love how confident you are after two weeks. Feels good. I am just I thought he was a top 15 Q. So going to the Dolphins game, I thought Tua was a top 15 QB going into the season. And that was me and Zach's bet, obviously. Looked good week one, looked even better week two. But I have to say, that Ravens game was probably my favorite game I've ever seen the Dolphins play in my entire life. Like, not only is this the best team the Dolphins have ever had since I was born, but it's also, or since they, since Dan Marino, for being honest, but it's also like the most fun and just that 21 point comeback where no team has won. They were like, like teams in the past since 2002, where it was like zero wins and 700 and something losses when they're down 21 points in the fourth quarter. And the Dolphins came back and they were that one team that won. And I don't know. It was just a super fun game to watch. Tyreek and Waddle going off. It totally, it totally was, and I, like you said, just incredible, incredible game. I was, mm-hmm. well, I was watching the stats on my phone, obviously the highlights, but I was like, okay, cool. Dolphins lost this week. I don't have to hear. It. Even though Tua was doing great, I'm like, at least the Dolphins lost. Patriots won. At least that bet's gonna get better. <laughs> um, but like you said, you know how fun that team is. That's mm-hmm. that's like kind of what we talked about. You know when they made this trade for Tyreek. I was like, great. It's it's going to be super fun to have Tyreek on your team, but I don't know how much better it makes you guys. It obviously it's super fun having him and Waddle. Like even more fun than I anticipated. That's it's actually like unfair to try to guard both of those guys. You got to have two like super fast cornerbacks or you know two super right. fast safeties to guard them. It's and I know you loved uh, Jalen Waddle in college, but man, he is looking like a top receiver. That, that's the thing. Both games, he's just matched Tyreek Hill and receptions and like everything. Their stats are so identical this week. It was mm-hmm. funny to watch. Like it was just like it's like both eleven receptions, both one hundred and fifty yards, both two touchdowns, and it was just insane. Just that's back what I mean. And forth. Yeah, and it's it's great. Uh, no, they look way better than I I anticipated, and Tua looks great. Um, it's very fun to have Waddle and Tyreek, and you still got other guys too. Um, I don't know what the heck your running game is. It's pretty non-existent, but no, definitely, it's a passing was... league, so it's great. And what an insane game! Definitely, I mean, I don't even know which game was the best this week. Does the Cardinals come back? Was the Dolphins come back? I don't know, Zach. I think your mistake was last week when you said that it was that you were going to pick up Wentz for your team. And you said it was either Wentz or Tua. And so you went with Wentz. I think that was your mistake. It wasn't really a mistake because Wentz is – I think he's literally second behind Tua in passing yards right no, now. No, yeah, he still did good. But... And he did amazing. But Tua had a crazy, crazy game. Mm-hmm. Just, I, you really think he's ever going to have a game like that again, Andrew? Not where he's – I've never seen any quarterback throw six touchdowns in the in one game ever. Yep, you ever watched the in, Packers game? In the NFL. I, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers throw six. I have many. Times. Really? Yes. All right. Well, I, saw, I watched him throw five and one half, and then no, I think he threw six and one half one time, and then, then they took him out in the third quarter because we were up so much. He could have easily broke the record. There's something that sounds familiar with that, but yeah, I don't know. Six touchdowns is so hard to get. I don't think he'll ever do that again. But he's in his like he still only played basically one full season because Brian Flores hated him. Uh so it's possible, but I just think he's going to be good. He may not repeat the success, but with that offense, anything's possible. I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, his his stats were so insane week two that it's going to actually, like, even if he has a bad week next week, he's still going to be a up there. TV, yeah. Up there, yeah. I mean, what about so what about that Carson Wentz thing? What the heck is going on with the Commanders? I haven't really watched like a game, just a couple of highlights. But what the heck is it working over well, there? Well, they they lost last week, but Carson Wentz has been like incredible. Yeah, he's been bad. I I never thought he was a bad QB because I liked him on the Eagles, but like I thought he was better than all the people were talking about, acting like he was a a backup at best. But he has been performing pretty good, and honestly, 
I think it's what was put around him. Like, obviously, last year you had Jonathan Taylor, but he didn't have the receivers that he has this year. And, you know, Jahan Dotson, the rookie from Penn State, has three touchdowns so far in two games. Yeah, that might Is be he a rookie? To watch. Yeah, he's a rookie. Oh, I didn't know he was a rookie. Yeah, he was a first-round pick this year. It might be a, it might be a team to watch just because especially with the Cowboys just they're not going to be anything anymore in my opinion so it's like that's another division that's open. Um, I don't know the Eagles look pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I they just, might they might run away with it. Yeah, they could. What about um, the two and O Giants? <laughs> nah, one of the worst two and O teams ever. <laughs> they have the number one rusher. They do good defense, but. It's not going to be enough. Not with Daniel Jones at quarterback. He's, I mean, he's not doing bad this year either. Yeah, but he's nothing special. Okay. You talk about how you talk about how Tua, like you say that he's not going to be a difference maker. Where it's like you know Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that will win for your team, but Tua doesn't really have that that dog in him, as they say, as the cool kids say. But. Daniel Jones is just like that. Like he he is not gonna make any difference. He is a build your team around him and hope that they carry him and he can do decent. Yeah, I, that's, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying he's amazing, but I do think he's decent. And hey, I'm, like you said, the Eagles are definitely top of that division. But I think it helps that the Cowboys go down, and uh, the Commanders and Giants, in my opinion, both don't look that bad. Well, the Cowboys won last week, and that's where I lost my parlay. Was uh, that they they because they beat the Bengals, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I had the minus three alternate spread on the Bengals, and for the Cowboys to win, like give Micah Parsons DPOY already. Like <laughs> he's doing so good this year. That was my pick. That was mine too. Did <laughs> you also pick him? Yeah, we always have the same ones. Hmm. Just uh, the odds. I was hoping yeah, to hold he, at least something against you this week, but no, he looks crazy. <laughs> you know, everyone's all hyping him up, and obviously, I knew he was good, but he looks he looks like he's on another level. And that was the exact reason I picked him for DPOI because I said if he does decent at all, people are gonna just talk about him like crazy because he's on the Cowboys, and that's exactly what's happening through two weeks so far. Like I said, it's just he's two not weeks, even do, he's not doing decent though. He's fun. he's no, I know. decent. He is. Yes, and I he looked great as a rookie to me, but he's uh he's doing great. TJ Watts out of the mix now gets a lot easier. Yeah. I saw the updated odds. He's he's number one. He's at plus four hundred. So he went from plus a thousand to plus four hundred. Yeah. Let's see what Miles Garrett does tonight. Yeah, I don't think Miles Garrett's ever gonna win it. He's good, but he's He's always someone that's projected to be like DPOY or lead the league in sacks, and he just never does it. He's pretty he's he's consistent, but yeah, he is consistent. Aiden Hutchinson uh, had a really good game. Speaking of defensive ends, he had three yeah. sacks. Talk about another team that like probably wasn't supposed. To, I mean, we did another team we talked about that you know, like I said, I watched Hard Knocks. So I'm like, man, the Lions might be good this year. They're actually good this year. They I really mean, are. And Amar and St. Brown guy, like we talked about, like how sneaky good he was last year. He's, he looks like a number one receiver to me. Like he looks oh, he's, awesome. He looks like a star, man. That's what I mean. He looks like he easily a number one receiver. Like he's not like – last year he was just sneaky a thousand yards and there's like nobody even talked about him. And mm-hmm. this year he is like just a monster. Yeah, he had almost 200 total yards and he had two touchdowns. Yeah, he's great. Um, I feel like that's a team that's going to – benefit from i mean it's not like golf's even playing bad right now but that's kind of like what we're talking about with the daniel jones situation i'm not sure if golf is a guy who's a difference maker you know but he's i think he's decent um yeah i think he could you know just be consistent not too crazy not too low and yeah i mean he got the rams to the super bowl so i mean Mm -hmm. you have to do something to get to the super bowl yeah no that's what i mean but i mean rams built a team around him and i think the lions are doing that they're getting good guys in swift and st brown and hutchinson and you know they're getting these young guys but and what worries me is if they'll if they'll need a quarterback a little bit better than goff to get over that hump and yeah you know aaron Rodgers isn't going to be around who knows how much longer and obviously the vikings already took that next step um so i mean the division's going to be open eventually i think 
the Lions are the Lions are definitely in the right direction. They got a lot of good young guys that are like turning into stars. Like Swift looks great too. Yeah, they're one and one, and the team they barely lost to was the Eagles. Yeah, who they almost made a comeback against. Yeah, who, who's the who's the corner that they drafted from Ohio State a couple years ago? Jeff Okuda. Yeah, Jeff Okuda too. Because mm-hmm. he got hurt last year, right? Yeah, he's uh, I think he got hurt both years, or he was it, like not that good his first year. And then yeah, he hasn't hurt. he hasn't done anything since he's been been there yet, but. You know who I kind of wanna kind of wanted to bring up that they didn't impress me again was the Rams, man. Yeah, the Rams were supposed to be better than last year. And hey, Jalen Ramsey's him though. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Ramsey is still one of the best corners, but I don't know. I don't know. I watched some of that game, and I just how do you let the Falcons come back on you like that, like? It took a Jalen Ramsey pick at the end to save their butts. So. Was was Jalen Ramsey against Drake London? Uh, I don't Drake, know. Drake London kind of went off. 86 yards and a touchdown, eight receptions. That's kind of been the talk, though. Everybody's been kind of throwing a lot of dirt on Jalen Ramsey's name after the first week. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I think he did kind of get cooked the second week, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to look that up. But he was, you know, after he got that game-winning pick, he's shouting, I'm him, I'm still the best. They were talking <laughs> shit. Like, they oh, were talking man. shit about me. And it's like, I don't know. He hasn't looked very good. Nah. I'm, not, I'm, Slay. Not, I'm not saying anything bad about him. but Darius Slay's the just, best cornerback. That's what the numbers say. And he definitely locked up Justin Jefferson the second week. So it mm-hmm. looks like it. He's older but, too, so it's impressive. What about the Packers having Roswell Douglas and Jair in the top four? Come on. I mean, it's pretty uh, good. That's why you sent that yesterday. I only noticed Jair. No, Roswell Douglas was third. That was he was Virginia a, boy. Dude, he was a freaking monster for us last year. He was like a, one of the guys, him and uh, Stokes. No, Stokes has been pretty bad. <laughs> but last year, Roswell Douglas was just a freaking monster. He led our lead, he led our team in picks. It was a lot. I'm trying to remember the name of the Dolphins quarterback. He was an undrafted free agent, and he has been like going off in these last two weeks. And he's been playing since Byron Jones is hurt. And to be playing as an undrafted free agent year one and going off like this, it's a uh, it's pretty exciting. Honestly, I love the I I love the stories of the UDFA's that just come in and do great. Is it just me or is just like through two weeks? Is this season just like way more exciting than than like the last couple I can remember? I feel like just so many teams are decent or good. Like I don't know, all these teams we're talking about, like the Falcons like almost coming back and the Giants are two and now the commanders look good and all these things like all these the Lions, all these teams that you know, usually there's a lot of bottom feeders, but it's been very competitive football, I feel like, and I think it makes it fun. To be honest, I think at least to start the season. It hasn't been that teams have been all pretty good. I think there's been a lot of teams that haven't been as good this year, besides like the Bills. I don't know if I agree with that. Like I just said, all these bottom feeding teams, it's like they're they're up and coming at least. Like the Falcons have a lot of good pieces. The Lions have a lot of good young pieces. So they're definitely up and coming. And the Lions, I think for sure, are one of those teams that have improved. But I just think other teams, like your Texans and just uh, I don't know Titans and a bunch of other teams just aren't that great and like the Giants being two and zero that's not going to stay very long. No, I bet they end under five hundred this year. Probably. I don't think that's reaching either. <laughs> I kind of see what you're saying, Andrew. Like just some of the teams that were supposed to be good are just not as good as we thought they were going to be. Kind of makes some of the other teams not look as bad. I think, but, but I. I... Yeah, I think, I think that's it's my some point. of both. Yeah, it's, it's like going, it's like reaching in the middle. Like we thought the Bengals were going to be dominant through those two weeks, and it's kind of like you know the the bad teams have been better than we thought, and I think the good teams, besides you know the Chefs and the Bills, are worse than we thought, and it just makes it. I don't know. We should have expected the Bengals. Every every uh, team that loses the Super Bowl has a hangover for a couple weeks, just didn't like you, Mahomes did last. Didn't week. you pick Joe Burrow to win? Yeah, I should have picked Herbert. I mean, now I should have picked Josh Allen, but at the time, okay. I probably should have picked <laughs> Herbert. I I just like Joe Burrow a lot. I like his personality. It's cool, Joe. It's he's got that drip. 
It's my guy. All right, since we're speak, talking about the NFL and everything, um, after watching all the games, I think what we should do is each come up with a trade or two that you would like to help a team out that would really make a difference, in your opinion. Think you could do that? Yeah, who do you want to go first? I'll go. I can start it off. All right. Um, and mine is the one that you've been slandering this whole time. Didn't really expect you to hate on them that much, but I'm going for the New York Giants. They're at a 2-0 and start. Cowboys are out of the race. Eagles look amazing, but that doesn't mean in a weaker NFC that they can't squeeze in there after starting 2-0. and I don't think they get it done right with their current roster, though. That's, like Alex said, maybe below 500 right now. But I think they could get over that hump and, you know, make football in New York a little more exciting again. Um, as of right now, Daniel Jones is 29th in pass yards through two weeks and Saquon's first in rushing yards. So I think they need some help on the passing end. And when you look at their receivers, I believe their rookie Tony didn't play last week, correct? Yeah. And Kenny Galloway, since they got him, has been pretty pretty buns, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, loved him loved him in the Lions, but... And they didn't even a- use him last week, though. I, I think he's... I don't think he's starting anymore. Like he did last week because Tony no, was out, but I think he's no. second string now. I think he played like barely any snaps. Like he was, I just saw that he was complaining about it. That's what I mean. That's their big, it's their big thing is they paid him so much money and he's just been buns. They haven't used him like that. I like their rookie. Um, they got Darius Slay, who was also hurt, correct? Not Darius Slay, sorry. I was uh, saying Darius Slay. What the heck's the guy with a similar name receiver? You know what I'm talking oh, about? no, I was thinking, oh, uh, Darius Slayton? Slayton, yeah, Darius Slayton. <laughs> Darius well, Slayton, that's right. Um, okay, so they got Darius Slayton, who's also hurt. So they're missing some receivers. Um, understandable they've been running it so much, but I don't think it's the problem that they're just missing. I think they need uh, a receiver that they can depend on. And when I look at the teams that have receivers that can afford to give them up, um, I look at the Seahawks who have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And I don't mm-hmm. think the Seahawks want to give up Metcalf. So what I'm going to do, if I'm here's the other thing you got to remember the giants this year have two first round picks, one from the bears and one their own. So two good first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks, a fourth and three fifths this year. They have a lot of picks this year. I think they can afford to give one up for a guy like as good as Tyler Lockett. Um, So the trade I came up with, I gave the Seahawks one of the second round picks. I think they had the Falcons in their own for second round picks, whichever one you want. One of the second round picks and their two linemen that they drafted the past two years, like I think both in the fifth round and DJ Davidson and Jack Anderson. So you get two linemen that are 22 years old and a second-round pick from the Falcons or yourself, and you give up Tyler Lockett, which why are you holding on to him anyway, in my opinion? He's getting old. They need to get something for him. Exactly. You so why not? You think they'd have to give up their linemen, though? Like I feel like even a second-rounder for Tyler Lockett's not bad. I think a second-rounder is too much. I think that they could honestly get him for less. Okay, but the only reason I put the linemen in there is to make the contracts work. Mm. And I and they're they're like third in the rotation right now anyway. Um, so the reason I put him in there is because I think it's more enticing to have young guys. Maybe say maybe they have potential or whatever. Um, you throw in the young guys and a second round. It's DJ Davidson and Jack Anderson. I think it was a fifth and a sixth round the last over the last two years, but they're both young still. And I think the second round pick makes them lick their lips a little bit and say, let's do it. Yeah, I like they can't deny. So, and then I think you know the two and O Giants all of a sudden have a probably a number one receiver in Tyler Lockett, and they get Tony back. They get Darius Slayton. Kenny Galloway does something. All of a sudden, they got guys to throw the ball to. So that's the trade I would make right now. Any any thoughts? I like that. Uh, I'm surprised you went with that for the Giants because I think the Packers could do the exact same thing. Andrew, if if I. If I have to hope for a receiver for the Packers one more time <laughs> or come up with some trade or any That's rumor true. that any receiver that ever gets cut or whatever, it's always Packers, Packers, Packers. If I have – I have zero hope in getting any receiver. So, yes, I'm not That's doing the fair. Packers. But I'm going um, with the Giants. 
it's not a bad trade, but yeah, like I think it's a little it's a little hefty for for Tyler Lockett. Um, it might it might be. I'm just looking at it like if I'm the Seahawks, and obviously they I don't think they have any intention of getting Tyler Lockett right now. So if I'm the Seahawks and you wave one of you know the second round picks in my face, that would make me say, okay, I'll do it. Instead of, so I feel like I feel like they even do it for like one of their thirds and the fourth. I don't know that. Well, they. I, I mean, think... that's obvious. That's an option. I just think when you have two first round picks already, I don't think it'd be too too hurt like too bad of a thing to do if you're the Giants to get rid of another yeah. one. I mean, you yeah. got the Bears pick and your pick. So if all if it fails, guess what? You might have two top ten picks this year. No, I see what you're saying. And still another second pick. I mean, it's not like you even lose your second pick completely. They had so many picks this year. I just think, why are they holding on to it when they're two and zero right now? Right. I, Alex, who do you have a trade? Yeah, but see, I didn't think about the contracts and everything. Like, I didn't even do that. That's all right. We can make it. We can make it work. If uh... yeah, we can try to figure it out. See, and I had a couple, but I kind of want to do my. I'll hop onto the website right now. See if oh, we can make something they can just throw, do what I did and throw in back your blind and that they don't need. <laughs> well, since I'm going to talk about my Niners just because okay. you guys said you do do one from our team or maybe one not from our team, but I think it's more exciting, for, at least for me, you know, doing my team. So especially with Elijah Mitchell going down, I kind of – I mean, I've always liked Kareem Hunt, and I think he, he, he wanted a trade, and I think him – with Kyle Shanahan and that offense, I think he'd be amazing. You know, just he's a playmaker, and he—I think he'd be a like even if Elijah came back, he'd still be our best running back. And I think he could be the number one, and Elijah maybe number two, so he doesn't get hurt as much as he has been. But what do you get? Uh, I, I think what I don't know. The Browns would have to maybe want like a second. And maybe like they can have even one of our young running backs. You know, like we have a lot of young running backs. It just it's definitely not Kareem Hunt. <laughs> That's tough because Kareem Hunt's had a good first couple of weeks. I know. I don't. Oh, now, I know now it's paid. different. I know now it's different because he's he's already playing good with the Browns. He hasn't gotten traded, so it's it's a little weird. I mean, yeah, price tag is, we, went up a little bit since a couple of weeks ago. If they would have done it when he was asking for it, I'm sure we could have got him cheaper than we could right now. But yeah, I mean, a second round for a running back is pretty pretty good in today's NFL. I feel like. Andrew, uh, I just go ahead, Andrew. Well, you see, there's a problem here. <laughs> What's the problem? I was kind of thinking Kareem Hunt for my Dolphins. <laughs> As a team that really desperately needs a running back and passes the ball, so needs a pass catcher too. I felt like Cream Hunt would have been great, but do the Dolphins have any money? Oh, they do. They have a lot of money still. Really? Well, not a lot, but they have enough. How the heck do they pay Howard Jones, Tyreek? Because they had so much cap space and their their new left tackle. Because uh, Tyreek Hill, or not Tyreek Hill, sorry, um, Tua Tagovailoa's on that QB contract, that rookie contract. Yeah, that helps. But honestly, They're... what I would do. I don't know who the best player is, and this might have to wait a couple more weeks until some teams realize, hey, we might not be good this year before they're willing to give up this premium position. But the Dolphins need to look at a right tackle. Austin Jackson, the starter, got hurt. and I mean, he will be back in a handful of weeks, but their right tackle has been the biggest weakness on the offensive line. And so if they were able to pick up somebody, I don't know who at the moment because no one wants to trade offensive linemen. But like I said, if some team's starting to suck later, uh, a couple weeks into the future, then uh, some of these bottom tier teams with some good offensive linemen, maybe like the Panthers, for example, uh, the offense could call them up and try to make a deal for him. I thought you said bottom feeder teams. Yeah, the Panthers. <laughs> They're pretty close to the bottom. Matt Rose trash. Uh, I mean, I mean they're not good, but they could be like the Giants right now, and they could be two and zero. They lost by a field goal at the end of the game, both games. So, I mean, I don't think they're the worst of the worst. <laughs> Definitely not good, though. Yeah, I mean, 
depends what they want to do. Like you said, it's kind of it's going to take a while before somebody wants to give up. Like you said, a premium position like right tackle. Like mm -hmm. maybe this is something we re revisit a couple weeks into the future too. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I, said, I feel like we're going to be talking about a lot of football while you know regular seasons going on. Right. Um, before basketball. Yeah. Did you have one besides your Dolphins? Um, not really. They were. I was actually looking at the Jaguars and the Packers both going for a receiver, but then you talked about. Uh, I was. I was actually looking at DK and Tyler Lockett too, because those are the that the Seahawks are the team to go for. It just makes sense, man. They're, I don't. You know, they're not I get, good. I get holding on DK Metcalf. He's still really young. They just paid him, and you know, if they can somehow, you know, put a team around him in the or the right window, he's you know he's a number one, but. Mm -hmm. As far as Tyler Lockett, what are you doing right now? Yeah, that's why I know you don't want to don't want to hear it because it won't happen. But the the Packers really could use a receiver, and getting an older guy for cheaper wouldn't be a bad option. While you try to develop guys like Christian Watson and Romeo well, Dobbs, I'll tell you what I'd rather do than that. I mean, I would love Tyler Lockett too. But when you look at like the team that I said in my spicy take, if they give it up, like say a couple of weeks, they say, hey, let's get a pick for Brandon cooks. Like mm -hmm. that would be, I feel like him and Aaron Rodgers would just be disgusting together. That's why I said about the bears a couple of weeks ago in my yeah. take. Cause uh, I don't know the Texans. They're one of those teams that despite your spicy take, I think they're bottom feeder. So. Well, I, and the thing about Brandon cooks is he's not fitting their timeline either. That's mm -hmm. why it's like, you know, it makes sense to give him up probably. And they've got, you know, Robert Michi, who is not playing rock. His name Robert. Uh, John. John Michi, not Robert. Robert. <laughs> I, knew didn't, I knew it didn't sound right. They got John Michi, who's not even playing this year, and it's like it's kind of like a redshirt year for him. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like next year will probably come in more ready, and they probably, despite my spicy take, if you guys are right, you know, get another good pick, get another top receiver, and all of a sudden you got some guys to throw to. So unless they get one of those top QBs, sure. Either way, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like it just. I don't know. It doesn't. It makes and you do that by getting more picks, right? So it makes more sense. Just uh, I don't know what the heck you'd have to give up for Brandon say, Cooks. What do you but... think his value is? I would say probably like a third. I don't know. I think I I'm thinking second for these teams because I don't I don't feel like they want to give them up. That's why I'm saying second. Like if it was like you know they're kind of looking at offers, easily a third. Mm. Um, but I just feel like if you wave a second in their face, they go, "That's too good to pass up." Were there any other teams that you were looking at that you were? You well, were I, I did look at my Packers because we kind of discussed maybe doing a, a trade for us and a trade for you know another team that we like. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, obviously it's a wide receiver. Rather it's Lockett, rather it's Brandon Cooks. Um, it's another one. I had another one. Denzel Mims. Denzel, Denzel Mims. Mims. What a go! I love Denzel Mims. It's so sad. <laughs> But, I love, I wanted uh, the Packers to get him really bad, but in the draft, yes, yeah, I thought I guess why we didn't get a receiver. Yeah, uh, the team I'm looking at too. Uh, I don't know how they get this done, but the Cardinals need a cornerback really, really bad. Just I had one for the Cardinals too. Was it not cornerback? No, it was a edge rusher. Okay, they need they, pass rushers they, too. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, uh, yeah. They are so missing like some Robert, stuff on defense. Robert Quinn, I mean, he's on the Bears. I feel like the Bears, they know they're not going to be very good this season. Or if the Cardinals can shoot a trade at them because I think the Cardinals can still turn the season. Even though they looked bad week one, I mean, obviously they came back on the Raiders week two. And I think they can kind of turn the season around and be like a competitive totally, team. Totally. We saw, yeah, we saw what they could do at their best, right? And obviously yeah. they're missing stuff, like you said. But like we saw – what Kyler Murray can be and what that offense could be. And uh, they, you know, they're missing Chandler Jones really bad. And like Andrew said, they really don't have a cornerback. So I agree with both of you. It'd be a good idea to get, they need both of those positions. They do. The thing about Robert yeah. Quinn too, is that Robert Quinn's on such an expensive contract that it might not be that difficult to get him compared to some of the other guys who, ju who produce just as much or worse than he does. Yeah. I think it's a really good trade, Alex, because like he's if Robert Quinn freaking produced last year, man, like a lot, really good. Yeah, um, I feel like he can definitely turn that defense around a little bit. Yeah, that, that's a that's a really good one. All right, 
I, you had a you had did you have a corner you were gonna say Andrew or no? No, I was trying to find one, but I thought you would be the one who had like thirty teams to make a trade for, and you didn't have like any. <laughs> I know it's hard because none of these teams want to trade their guys yet. That's that's honestly yeah, that's, that's why I'm waiting seconds in their face right now. Honestly, the Panthers, uh, <laughs> they have C.J. Henderson and uh, Dante Jackson as their second and third corners. Or I don't even know if C.J. Henderson's third right now, but honestly, the Cardinals should try to throw a mid-round pick on one of them and see if they fit into the scheme. Especially, they're both really good man-to-man cornerbacks, too. And I don't know if the Cardinals run more of a zone or man defense, but if they do run a man defense, they'd be a great fit. Yeah. I um, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals and stuff. Like you said, they, I don't know if CJ Henderson's fixing them, honestly, but it would help. Probably not, but it, I think it's worth a shot. No, it would help if you can get him for like a mid-round pick, like you said. Um, I can't believe. Like, I was gonna say, what about Stephon Gilmore? The Panthers aren't doing too good. Maybe. Yeah. What about that? Yeah, him too. That that's who's also is on there. I forgot. Yeah. I was like, there's someone else. I just don't know who. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, there's a lot of options. Yeah, I mean, if the Panthers really are bottom feeders, like you're saying, like maybe they could have a fire sale. That they they just got a lot of good young defensive guys that I really like that they can afford to give up the older guys. Mm -hmm. I think the mistake was the Cardinals not trying to trade for Chauncey Gardner Johnson when he got traded to the Eagles. Yeah, I I didn't know he was available like that though. Like that they'd get him for that cheap. Yeah, maybe the Cardinals didn't either, but. It's just the fact that he was that cheap and stuff. I think the Cardinals, if they knew about the rumors or got a call, from so I, feel like, I feel like teams should know, like in Saints for the Saints, like, right? Yeah, you, you gave him to the Eagles, but what if the Cardinals wanted him too and were willing to give you more? Like, I don't know. I feel like they, they had to have known, maybe not, but yeah, I know. It's well, it's a, it's like the Cavs Nick situation where it's like they didn't even give him a chance to counter, and they probably could have got more. I don't understand why, if you're the Saints, you wouldn't say, "Hey, is what we're about to do? Does anybody want it for a little bit more?" Yeah, but I, I know, just think they didn't want to. They didn't want to trade him to the Knicks, like Spider. They didn't want to. Yeah. Nobody I, I likes the that. Knicks. That, that was that was a little petty. I get that. Uh, this one, uh, this one though, it doesn't even make sense because why are you no. getting, like to you know another NFC team? That you know is really good already. The Cardinals had question marks. I think it would have been more beneficial, but maybe the Cardinals weren't willing to give anything up. Yeah, which would be crazy to me because he would be such a good slot cornerback for them. Yeah, they need. They definitely need to have some holes to fill, and maybe they'll get it. But like like I said, we saw them what they could do this week, and if they play good football, they could be a good team. Say that. Um, how about we go into while we're still talking about football. Our week three backseat GM official parlay. We are now 0-2. Get back into yes, it sir. again. The same exact results as last week. Alex is 2-0. Me and Andrew both <laughs> blow it again. This time, what I would say with everybody, I know you know we lost money two weeks in a row. I would say <laughs> with complete confidence, I would bet the house on this one. I would. I, you would. Last week, I said double whatever you put. This time, I'm saying double whatever you doubled. I would that. say I would say double whatever you doubled again and double that. So eight times time. the original bet from week one. I am putting a mortgage on my house on this week. So let's get into it. Ravens minus two and a half. Bengals minus six. And the Chiefs money line. That gives us a plus 396 this week. It's actually our lowest odds we've had so far. And I like crazy? it the best. I think it is. Yep. I think I thought... we've been in the 200s the last two weeks. Oh, you mean like the best odds? Yeah, best odds. Okay, that makes sense. That's, I thought you meant like lowest. Like no, no, it's the not best. good. But depending on which way you look at it, yeah, best odds yeah. for us. Hey, Alex, don't you want to do the Chiefs minus one instead of just money line? Because it's it's uh you get five extra, like it's it's minus five better. Is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's minus. I mean, I for- I thought about taking them at minus three, but. Andrew, hey, I, Andrew I'm kind of just trying to win. Yeah, I'm just trying to win, you know? All right. I'm, 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 I'm trying to see Alex how many. To do. I'm just trying to see how many I can win without without losing. I don't want to be the one to lose it. If you were in a Survivor League right now, you'd be doing good. Uh, and me and Andrew would have been done already. Um, tell me, let's explain why we picked it. I'd start with the winner. Why'd you pick the chef's money line? 
Uh, just because the Colts don't look good. <laughs> they're playing the Colts, and uh, I don't know the Chiefs. I think they they weren't the uh, they didn't play the best on offense last week. I think what did they score? Uh, like twenty. They had seventeen offensive points, and they had the pick six. But I, don't know, I think they're gonna come back, have another, have a good week on offense, and yeah, I don't trust I don't trust the Colts. I think they're gonna go in three, and the Chiefs are gonna go three now. Yeah, I would say. The other part of that is the Chiefs look amazing. Like they just look yeah. good. Like you said, last week they played a top team in the AFC in their own division. It's tough. Um, but, I feel like uh, they have a they have a chip on their shoulder just because everyone's they everyone's talking them. about the Bills and they're yeah. kind of getting doubted. Just even yeah, before the season, losing Tyreek and everything. Yeah, um, I tell you what. Only part that scares me is the fact that the Colts are zero and two, and they're going to play. That's the only thing that scares me about it. Um, unless they really are just that bad. This might be the game that they like really come out swinging, but I, I, think, I mean, I would pick the Chiefs as well. I would too. Yeah. This one's a little scary to me because I do think Just the Colts are still a good team. Yeah, and because of Jonathan Taylor and stuff, and the, the Colts have been going down, and the Chiefs have been playing good, and there's always, you know, they don't, you can't sustain both of those forever. So, yeah, oh, um, I get it. I'll go into mine. I picked the Bengals minus six versus the Jets this week. Um, yeah, look, I know what you're thinking. Joe Flacco, he's third in passing yards this season right now. He's 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 the goat. He's a monster. He's uh <laughs> he's killing it. And the Jets come back and beat a good team like the Browns, and they really don't look that bad. And the Bengals are 0 and 2. This is the same reason I just said that why the Colts scare me. The Bengals are gonna come out swinging this time. I, I expect the Jets to digress a little bit and the. Bengals are going to look good this week for the I think, first time. I think either T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd should be like a like bet on them to for one of them to score a touchdown. Like the anytime touchdown score, mm-hmm. one of them is going to score. Oh yeah, that's no, why I, I like that. I like the Bengals too. the The spread, obviously, all the spreads kind of scare me because I feel like just so many games in the NFL are so close. Yeah, no, I get that, but. I just think they're going to come out swinging and hit them hard, and I think the Jets no, are I think I think the Bengals are definitely going to win just because I mean they know they can't go on three and like still have like a real chance of making the playoffs unless they win like a crap ton of games in a row. Like it's going to be hard for them to go on three and make the playoffs. So I I, I bet they win, but that six and, scares me just a little bit. And Joe Burrow deleted the social media. That's what gets me That's that true. extra six right there. <laughs> you know what scares me? The fact that an angry Joe Burrow. No, the fact that scares me is scares the fact me. that they lost to the Jets last year. I had a, I had like a bet. I don't know if it was a parlay or a normal bet, but the Bengals needed to win in it, and they didn't. The and I don't know. I still think the Bengals are gonna win. I, I like this minus six a lot. Joe Burrow's great, but like I said earlier, he's my guy. But I don't know. Jets are an interesting team. All right, explain me the Ravens pick and why are they only two and a half favorites this week? I have no clue. The Patriots are trash. Um, I didn't really get that one either. The Patriots being trash? No, I mean I get that, but I'm saying why? Why are they only two and a half favorites after what we Lamar had 120 yards rushing against you guys? I think it's probably just because the Ravens lost and then the Patriots won and they're at home. It's not like the Ravens looked bad last week, though. Right. I mean, they were up 21 in the fourth quarter. That's why this minus two and a half is great because it only takes a field goal and you win that bet. That's pretty crazy. There's nobody understand. on that team. Who's I don't understand what, what Vegas knows that we don't and why they're only two and a half. I know. Years. Vegas does know stuff. I just I look just, at that a lot. I think the Ravens will win too, but you don't think like Bill Belichick can maybe just slow down the Ravens offense a little bit yeah. just with their defensive schemes and stuff. Like, I think he knows how to maybe attack Lamar Jackson and – the Patriots aren't going to put up a lot of points, but I kind of like the under on this game. But I'll say yeah. the the defense is uh, definitely not going to allow Mac Jones to do that much. So I'm not too worried about this game. I really like the the minus two and a half. I'm uh, I'm definitely higher on the Patriots than Andrew is, obviously. But I just I think, like I said, I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year, and I think they're a tier at least above the Patriots so at the two and yeah. a half. I love that line. Take it just because of the line, honestly. But... Or plus 396. That's a very good odds for those three. Yeah. 
No, I'll take it. Like I said, bet the house on it. There's no way. In, I've never been on three in anything in my life. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen this time. All I want to say is we said we felt so good about every parlay every week. And the NFL has been weird, man. It's been weird. There's been some weird games. But this is this is the week it starts to start going back to normal. Like we <laughs> said, we said week one, you know, there's always the teams that, you know, come out and the weird teams win week one. And it happened. This second week was way crazier. But this is what settles down. And we got angry Joe Burrow. We got angry Lamar Jackson. And. Mahomes is going for MVP this year. I like it. Watch, uh, watch you and me get our bets right, Zach, and then watch Alex lose this this time. No, I'm not losing. It would make me feel a tiny bit better just because, <laughs> just because we, both times we want to win. I know we do, but both times I was like, when Andrew lost and Alex won the first week, I had the Broncos on Monday night. I was like, sweet, me and Alex won. We can make fun of Andrew, and then the Broncos lost. It's like, great. Same thing with this one. I was looking at. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. The, the hell did I bet on last week? The Browns. So the Browns got it. They're up 14 with a minute left or whatever freaking was. And Andrew's team lost. And same exact thing happened. Uh, thank you, NFL. Thank you, NFL. So, yeah, please, everybody, follow me. Seth, this is for you. Take Ravens minus two and a half. Bengals minus six. Chiefs money line. That'll win you some money. All right. And I think we talked enough about the NFL today. Let's uh, go into some NBA news that happened. We finally got a little bit of movement going on the NBA. Not a lot of good things, in my opinion. Um, you know, but a great thing for Phoenix, but not the reason why. The Phoenix Suns owner, Robert Sarver, is trying to sell the team after a horrible investigation. Bad person. Everybody's known he's been a bad person forever. Um, and now he's trying to sell the team, and I think that's amazing for Phoenix and Everybody's saying how many free agents it's going to bring in now that they have a new owner. And I think it's just great, great, great for the city of Phoenix overall. You guys want to put all our money together and buy the Suns? If we win a couple of these parlays, maybe. We got to stack them, though. Like, every time we win one, you got to put however much you win back onto that, and then we'll combine. Another parlay. Once we win every parlay for the rest of the season, we'll buy the Suns. All right, let's do it. We'll make the backseat GM parlay parlay. I like that. But, yeah, I mean, that that's great for Phoenix. Um, not too much to say about that, obviously. Um, the next one is the Celtics coach today. Going to be suspended for the whole year. Is he actually getting it the whole year? They say it's pretty sure. Um, there goes my coach of the year bet. Yeah. I think I it's mean, ridiculous, man. Like, just because he's dating somebody from the Celtics, like, Right, that's what it's for. I don't know the whole story, but it didn't He's married, seem like right? maybe I don't know. As I, mean, I, don't, as I mean, I don't know the whole story, but as far as I know, it wasn't like anything like like predator behavior. But right. I could I could be misspeaking, so I don't want to say too much until I know the whole story. But how do you think this affects the Celtics? Because I think we talked about this coach, um, you know, when we we're picking our coach of the year because you did pick him, Andrew, and you know, I think my thoughts on him was. I don't even really think he's that amazing of a coach, but yeah, I mean, I only picked him because it's the Celtics. I didn't like any other options. That's why I picked him, but I just looked it up and he has been engaged since 2015. Hmm. I mean, I don't think he gets suspended for cheating, but yeah. I mean, look at Tom Brady. <laughs> he doesn't get suspended for anything. He did get suspended for the play gate four games. Four games. And he, Andrew Luck, that's the, that's the year he beat Andrew Luck, and who knows where Andrew Luck would be now if it weren't for Tom Brady. Still retired? Probably. <laughs> All right, so no thoughts on that. Does this hurt the Celtics to you guys? That's what I'm saying. My, I think that's where I was going with my point. Oh, I, really, my I really don't think it does. <laughs> I was going to say, not really. Who's their assistant? Uh, I just read it today. I don't remember. Who was. No one we've heard of? Just get Brad Stevens back over there. Yeah, he's he's, bring he's back. there already. He's in the front office. Just bring him down. Yeah, just bring him down. Yeah, that's what I mean. Office. Now, I, I don't think it does a lot because I think the Celtics are, I mean, they're they're not really a young team anymore. They've How many years have they made the playoffs and kind of made a run? Like, I think they know now. Like, they just went to the finals. and Sure, they need somebody there to, like, you know, <clears throat> kind of, 
run the plays and kind of put the ball in certain people's hands. But I think they can kind of figure that out themselves. Like they're not I Jason agree. Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't think that he's like this big Turner, X's like and O's coach guy. Yeah. But, like Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, they're all kind of veterans now. They don't they don't need that coach to be telling them what to do every step of the way. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, the assistant coach just starting over knows nothing or anything like that. I feel like he, you know, he was there all last season. He knows but how to run the run the team and everything. And yeah, I don't think it hurts him too much, but I just wanted to mention it because it's news. And the last thing I had well, I think we should bring in Quinn Snyder real quick. <laughs> Everybody should bring in Quinn Snyder, but that's true. Besides the Cavs and the teams that have good coaches. Um, the last bit of news is the Jazz have been holding on to these quality players, quality role players, Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markinen. Who's the other one I'm missing? Mike Conley. Mike Conley. And there's even another one. Uh. Anyway, anyway, holding on to these guys, they said the asking price was one first round pick each. So they wanted a pick for marketing, a pick for Clarkson, and a pick for Bogdanovich. It's a pretty high asking price, but what they've gotten for their guys makes sense. Today they trade Bogdanovich, probably in my opinion, the most valuable piece on like a good team for Kelly Olenek and Damon Lee. Saban Lee. Saban Lee. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, Saban Lee was a bust. You could tell from you saying Damon Lee right there that he he's just is nothing good. <laughs> and then uh, Kelly Olynyk, that this does, this trade does not make sense to me for the Jazz. Does it make sense for anybody? I mean, I think it helps the Pistons a little bit. Maybe a play in play in team, but yeah, Maybe. I don't. The East is getting deeper and deeper, man. It yeah. just, are they really trying to throw their hat in now after all these years of being bad and the East has been terrible? The thing that confuses me is that, like, they can't sign a free agent as long as they have bogey that bogey contract on their team. And then as soon as bogey becomes a free agent, they'll have, like, one or two years maybe of, of nice cap space, but then they have to sign guys like Cade Cunningham. And then next year it's Jaden Ivey, and it's just going to be a vicious cycle. Well, at least they got Marvin Bates. But they signed up for too much money, man. I mean, yeah. this is not anymore. But it is, but it isn't because, you know, everybody's signing for more and more. It just seems like a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when you're the Jazz, you ask for, you have this is your asking price. I don't think it's that far off. I think it was a lot, but it's not that far off. You're telling me they couldn't get more than that from the Lakers who desperately want one of those guys. Probably, yeah. my, that's got to be their number one guy they want, right? Unless maybe the bucket getter Jordan Clarkson because he's played with LeBron before. It's one of those guys. It's yeah. gotta be. But like, why wouldn't yeah. the Jazz just take a first, take a chance on a low end rookie? Oh, of course. That's what I'm saying. This doesn't make any sense for either. I mean, I guess the Pistons, if they want to, like you said, try to make play ins, which I think is kind of dumb. But um, any first, there's not one team that would throw a first or a couple seconds. That's more valuable to me. I mean. Anything, yeah. That, that was their asking price, and they got Kelly Olynyk. I think Very he would have been a good fit with the Lakers, so it kind of sucks. Like I would have liked to see him go gone to the Lakers. Like, mm-hmm. no, they could have gave up one of their firsts, and it's gonna be a late one, most likely. So I mean, I don't get why the no, because it's not because this, it. I don't think it would be because it's in. They only have two first round picks, and one's in twenty twenty seven, one's in twenty twenty nine. LeBron's going to be gone by then. They're going to be garbage. Everybody's saying how valuable those picks are going to be. And that fits the rebuild for the Jazz that they exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah. I it guess doesn't make right. sense. It's not I don't I don't know if it would be a late pick. It's not like they're going to be a championship team in, in 2009. I maybe, but it's not like it's next year's, you know. Well, who knows? Maybe the Lakers didn't want Bogey and they're looking for Jordan Clarkson and told told the Jazz to back off of the Bogey talk. Well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like Bogey would have been a better fit, but Jordan Clarkson definitely helps still. I mean, anything helps the Lakers. I was going to say, anything they can get. But, I mean, I know they're willing to give up those picks now, so if I'm them, I'm saying, how do I get Markin and Jordan Clarkson for Westbrook? 
please. I'll throw in the two picks. Here's Westbrook. Give me the bucket gator. Give me marketing. Let's mm-hmm. do this. I'd like the idea. Add some good depth. I would. I was hoping they would. They could do Bogey and Clarkson for the two picks in Westbrook, but can they trade for marketing still right now, or do they have to wait? Probably have to wait. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. And they would need balls to get rid of Russell Russell's contract. Yeah, definitely. But all right, that is NBA news, and I think that's going to do it for this podcast because I got some steak and shrimp to eat, and Ooh, I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry, and that sounds so good. My brother-in-law got a hibachi grill. He's making me steak and oh, nice! I feel the freaking Ooh. gym. You think you think there's an extra steak and shrimp for me? I'm, I'm just I'm sure there is. I'm sure there right. is. I'll be right there. <laughs> I'm closer. So you said you had to go to the gym. Sorry. I'll just do a quick set and then drive over real quick. Oh, you're going to be stinky. (laughs) Yeah, she said you have to shower first. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Like I said, double down on the parlay. Um, Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Backseat GM. Uh, We're going to post more. Andrew, I think next week we'll announce some things Andrew's been doing and we'll probably be helping out with more. Um, So, yeah, keep following along. Well, we'll have one for you next week and we'll have that announcement. So, uh, but always keep it spicy. Keep, keep it, spicy. it spicy. Bingo, bango. Bingo, bango. Let me stop recording. I guess we got less than a minute left anyway, but. <laughs>